Fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Nirich one of our international student ambassadors here at Liu. Today, we will talk about his master program. What is it about? How did he get here? And what has this program taught him? My name is Rebecca, so let's start the FICA. Welcome. Hello, hello. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? <laughs> you've been on this podcast before? Yeah, yes, I have. All right, and you've actually just recently finished your master program. Is that correct? Yeah, it's been uh, two, three months. Uh, I am officially graduated now. What does it feel like? Uh, it feels uh, I don't have a lot of work now. So, uh, but I'm just researching and but I'm relaxed now compared to what I was uh, doing back when I was doing my masters. Well, that's very nice. It's good to have some time to relax. Yes. But uh, yeah, ending the suspense, what is the name of your master program? Uh, so I did my master's in sustainability engineering and management. All right, very nice. When did you start studying? What year was it? Uh, I started in 2019, mm. uh, August of 2019. It so just before everything like went downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good old days. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel like a lifetime ago? It. It does not actually. I mean, I don't know how 2021 went by. So, mm. uh, so it just feels like it was la last month. But yeah, two years have been passed. Wow. Yeah. Life goes by really fast. Yes, it does. Uh, but let's start talking a little bit more in the past. So where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from India, uh, as you can, I mean, <laughs> as most people identify by their accent or looks, uh, but I'm from a city called Bangalore. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a city of, uh, it's basically a city f of technology, yeah, like a tech hub, you can say. Is it more towards the north or the south? It's, uh, it's in the middle, you can say, I mean, not it's below like it's towards south uh, not completely yeah did you grow up there or did you move around when you were growing up uh yeah i grew up there i've been living in bangalore since i was born did you do your bachelor's degree there as well uh yes yes i i did my bachelor's in uh, mechanical engineering mm. and uh yeah it was a fun time yeah. <laughs> did you do your apply for this master's directly after your bachelor's or did you take a little break? Because I know a lot of people do that, especially when starting the master's implies moving to a different country. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I first of all, I did not plan on doing master's mm. when I was doing my bachelor's uh, and I started my bachelor's around 2012. Mm -hmm. So my bachelor's was four years and I completed around 2016 and I worked in a couple of companies uh, before I, uh, you know, uh, planned to do master's. Uh, yeah, I worked around two to three years in uh, one company, and uh, one big company and like two startups. Nice, nice. Uh, then what made you apply to a master's degree and look for a master's degree abroad? 
बिकॉज आई डोंट नो इफ यू हैव हर्ड बिफोर अ लॉर्ड ऑफ इंडियंस टू इंजीनियरिंग एंड especially mechanical engineering there is a lot of people who are pursuing mechanical engineering and uh, during that time i felt i wanted to do something which is you know different and uh, i mean i wanted to learn and i wanted to learn new things and adding on to that so i was working in a startup the recent job which i left so i was working in a startup which uh, they were involving they were making products uh, using bamboo and risers so That's that got me inspired to you know learn more and as well i mean i was bored of uh, seeing <laughs> my old place bangalore so i wanted to you know have a different uh, yeah atmosphere So how did you come across this master's program like were you googling and you just saw it or were you actively looking for master programs in Europe uh, so first me and my friend uh, so we thought of uh, doing masters and we had uh, different countries like multiple countries as an option uh, like US I planned Canada US and uh, Sweden and Germany I think these are the main like four countries who are we had planned for mm-hmm. and sweden was i think the last option uh, <laughs> i didn't i didn't plan on coming to sweden because i didn't know anyone who were uh, you know you know already pursuing masters in sweden uh, before uh, but i had friends who were you know pursuing masters or they i mean they were living in other countries so but then yeah we started going to consultancies and you know asking what is the job opportunities and the cost of living and i mean balancing everything i felt so my friend went to us and uh, balancing i thought sweden would be the i mean feasible option for me okay okay so it was quite pondered and maybe a difficult decision uh, it 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 was um because uh if you are planning to do masters in sweden so you need to plan at least a year before uh, i mean at least for international people you need yeah. to plan at least a year before you have visas to arrange the visas funding. you have yeah. to arrange the finance and you have to convince a lot of people like family <laughs> members saying that i'll be going out of country for a long time and uh, yeah that took a while but yeah i'm glad i did actually i learned a lot of uh, new things which i wouldn't have learned if i was staying there so sustainability management that's quite different from just mechanical engineering in general did you feel like your bachelor's degree like helped you in your masters or maybe a different bachelor's would have been more useful or more uh, helpful I would say it did not I mean every uh, now if you take each and every subject and each and every specialization what you take will be inter interrelated right I mean mm-hmm. if you take biology and engineering now they have biomedical engineering so <laughs> I mean that is what I saw I mean sustainability is not only like pure sustainability there are concepts of you know mechanical engineering and there are subjects which will be you know like mechanical engineering and industrial engineering and i think there are concepts which you can interrelate but uh, 
sustainability the the specialization what i had was completely generalized so it was not like very specific to one particular topic so yeah okay so when you first got to sweden what were your first impressions both about the country the city and the program uh first few days uh, i remember telling it to my friend i could all i could hear it was my heartbeat oh, so no. it was it was that quiet and so i stayed in the corridor for two years uh, corridor rooms and it was very quiet it was very quiet uh, so that i mean first few months it took a lot of time for me to adjust to this environment uh, you know it, near my home back in india all you could hear is you know sounds of vehicles moving people you know talking and there is like street uh, you know like carts uh, who like people selling on the carts on the road yeah yeah um, yelling and shouting Very so yeah so but here nothing all yeah. you can hear is like sounds of seagulls and you know crows yeah it's it's very quiet it is that is very true but that also means you didn't end up in a party corridor uh initially i mean <laughs> initially but then uh, i met a lot of people so before coming here i didn't i knew only one guy uh, before coming here but after coming here i mean indian there is a huge indian community here so yeah, we even have an indian student association uh, yeah right? yeah sort of there is a i mean back then it i mean the parties and the events weren't started like because i came like 20 days earlier than the mm. arrival days so that 20 days was very quiet and very silent for me because there was no people like there were no n- not many people had arrived during that time and and swedes can be a bit difficult to approach initially swedes uh yeah it was very difficult because but i had already learned the you know the trick of talking to swedes <laughs> and i knew that they What's wouldn't the come i mean they wouldn't come to you first and talk uh, you have to go to them and you know speak for at least like couple of times <laughs> and then they become like very good friends okay okay all right we have the the secret yeah. <laughs> the secret way of getting sweets to talk to you <laughs> yes all right but now talking a little bit more about your program specifically were there a lot of people in the program uh if i remember correctly there were like 30 people uh, 30 people in my course but it's not that it stays the same because yeah, we yeah, of course eh, like we have like five subjects per semester and each subject uh, there will be people from other branches as well yeah so, yeah, yeah it keeps yeah that. it keeps fluctuating so we had so we had common subjects uh, with industrial engineering people and you know mechanical engineering people so um yeah that kept on fluctuating and what was the structure of the masters because uh, a lot of the programs are very different so d- uh, is it more focused on lectures is it uh, focused a lot in like self-studying or self-learning or is there a lot of group work or practicals what's the structure of the masters a um, bit? if if i compare to my bachelor's mm-hmm. it was completely different uh my bachelor's there was no group assignments a lot like i think in four years we had like 
max uh, maximum of one or two group assignments mm. and compared to that in this each subject has a group assignment so like it's almost like each subject will have group assignments and individual assignments so we had yeah like five five every semester so every semester almost all subject each subject has uh, group assignments and every subject had uh, seminars so you had to i mean it was not an option so you had to you know force yourself to go on the stage and you know talk and give presentation and that was mm. that was really nice you know at least because <laughs> back in india that was just an option and many people including me we would just you know avoid that but here it's a really nice option to you know force i wouldn't say force but at least like uh, uh, yeah it would uh, i don't know what to say uh, it make you come a little bit out of your yeah, you, comfort you zone yeah you become yeah 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 exactly so people i mean i was in my comfort zone and that made me i mean yeah uh, it's pushed my boundaries would you say your presentation skills have improved uh that happened only for a year okay <laughs> <laughs> apparently that happened only for a year but yeah in a year i had a lot of presentations as i said for each subject and uh, that made me a lot of uh, that gave me a lot of confidence uh, because we were giving presentation in room filled with like 100 people oh wow yeah that's that yeah, sounds that's, scary that's so yeah exactly that was scary at uh, first but then we got used to it so there were a couple of subjects where you give along with the group as well so mm. that i mean having the gang with you it <laughs> gives you that a little bit boost yeah. yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah but after uh, after a year uh, as you know the covid hit and yeah. everything was online and i mean that i mean i was very comfortable at first because you just have to sit in your you know in your space and you know you just have to give the presentation so yeah. i used to prepare notes and you know refer to that and you know give the presentation you know it was i don't i don't enjoy presentations from home as much yeah that i mean i was going to say that i mean at first it was it was okay it was like comfortable to give uh, at your home but later i started i mean i think i i reached that saturation point mm. where you sit in front of the computer and you feel like a robot you know uh, working in front of the computer and giving presentation only online and not having you know physical meetings yeah. or uh, you don't even need to change out of your pajama pants <laughs> you exactly. could just sit there and uh, you're just like passing through the slides yeah uh, yeah i agree with you on that i i think uh presentations in person are a lot nicer mm-hmm. all right did you have any subject that stood out to you specifically like maybe a teacher that taught you something that you didn't expect to learn or something that's just stuck into your mind even though you've already finished the program uh to be fair there are a lot of concepts i've actually forgotten <laughs> uh, by now because it's been like two years and the initial subjects uh, but there was master thesis was one of the i would say my most you know favorite time i would say where i learned most of the things uh, because 
the master thesis what i did was on uh, uh startups who are dealing with uh, the challenges of implementing uh, circular business models mm-hmm. uh, so we so we got to meet a lot of startups and uh, we got to interact with a lot of ceos and i was really excited to you know that sounds very them. exciting exactly so we had like uh, two three meetings a day with startups which lasted like an hour uh and discussing their challenges and you know what what do they actually do with their business and uh, it was it was ca- quite fun and uh, yeah so yeah that i would say that was one of my most interesting thing in these two years thesis project thesis project yeah all right so yeah so you talked to a lot of startups is there anything else that you did during your thesis that that you really enjoyed or what was the conclusion of your thesis uh the conclusion of thesis uh, i mean uh for sustainability for so we basically focus on uh, circular business models it's it's basically the product what you make and how does it end up does it end up on landfill or does it end back to you know make it useful again a lot of challenges what these uh, companies are having is lack of knowledge mm. uh, because people i mean they lack uh, they lack the you know the resource uh, so uh, the lot of startups you know what their uh, uh, complaint was i mean their challenge was a lack of talent so people or employees who have uh, you know specific knowledge about how to you know uh, do about the be it recycling or mm-hmm. you know refurbishment and yeah that was one of the challenges what they have mentioned and a lot of startups don't have uh, funding so mm. funding was another uh, another challenge what these uh, startups have because they few startups have a really good idea and uh, but they are not able to you know get the funds uh, one such startup which was really interesting was uh, 3d printing of homes uh, mm. so they use plastic they use the waste plastic which was generated by other companies and they use it to you know 3d print a home and the best part is the home can be transported to any place so that was a really interesting concept which we found during our thesis. that sounds very interesting for sure yes it is and that would be a very good way to recycle plastic if you yeah. make homes out of it and because uh, because when i moved here i knew that getting a student accommodation uh, was not that easy mm. and uh, the company the startup what they are doing is basically student homes so oh. yeah so well, that's interesting exactly the the homes are not big enough so it's just like the same what we had like 20 square meters like mm. a corridor yeah, uh, yeah. room but uh, yeah it's a it's a really interesting uh, project i would say that sounds very interesting for yes. sure mm-hmm. 
do you know what you're going to do from here on out? Like you said, you were taking a bit of a break kind of between studies and finding a job. But do you know what you would like to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started learning a lot of a lot about uh, blockchain technology. If you I don't know if you have heard, but uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's a really interesting uh, concept, uh, blockchain technology. And so I was learning a lot about blockchain technology because uh, I'm actually really good with uh, understanding technology than the, you know, the book knowledge and reading articles. Mm. Uh, so that concept was interesting. So I was planning on how to use that technology in the sustainability field. Uh, so that was, I mean, that is what I was researching these two months. But yeah, I was also planning to, uh, no, I'm actually planning to work uh, here in Sweden. So yeah, hopefully I'll land, a, uh, land in a job very soon. Would you like to work in a startup or maybe a different company? Is there anything you have your eyes on particularly? Uh, yeah, I would definitely uh, love working in a startup because I like to, uh, you know, uh, get hands on most of the things what the startup are working on. So, and fortunately, since I worked, uh, since I did my master thesis with a lot of startups, so I would say... That is a really interesting and uh, good opportunity for me uh, because I'm already I'm also in touch with uh, the CEOs and you know co-founders who are good connections. Yeah, good connection. <laughs> Networking is <laughs> really important. crucial. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Did you think your master program was quite flexible to what you wanted to get out of it? Mm, yeah, I would say. Uh, and I know that a lot of master program is flexible as well, uh, but compared to other industrial or mechanical engineering uh, specialization, which most of my friends are, uh, which they did their masters in, mm -hmm. they had a lot of options. Uh, they had a lot of uh, uh, courses which were optional where you get to choose uh, from but uh, unfortunately sustainability engineering and management did not have a lot of options to choose the because we had mandatory courses uh, so we had five mandatory courses per semester um, and you did not have anything to choose from but the the interesting thing is you can still choose the subject uh, mm. there is, uh, you know, the course page and the course list and the website. And you can choose if you are, if you are eligible to take up the course, you, you are, uh, you're welcome to, you know, change the course. Uh, you can switch the course between the mandatory and the, uh, course. Okay. That sounds very, very nice. Yes. Um, now a little bit more on, on a finishing note. What's like a piece of advice that you would give to someone that's thinking of applying or that has already applied? Something that you wish you would have known before you started? Uh, I would say the, I mean, the job market, uh, because a lot of people, majority of the people who come here have that uh, intention of getting a job once they finish the masters yeah. and uh, there are a lot of people who 
who just starts masters right after after their bachelors without experience and i would say if you are really you know keen on only getting a job after you know finishing your masters maybe get some experience exposure in the same field or you know learn learn the technology what you want to you know pursue for in the future so i would say that would be really very advantage and uh, yeah learning swedish is uh, obviously it's a benefit uh, it's beneficial for uh, you know getting a job did you take swedish classes i took swedish classes uh, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately i don't think i've uh, reached that level but yeah i can just say yeah yeah get your neeraj yeah come from indian so it's the basic <laughs> stuff but not yeah did you take the the classes on campus yes yes i took the classes i just finished a1 level and yeah after that uh, i did not yeah but there is a1 level and a2 level and b1 b2 uh, yeah, i think it ends in b2 yeah. but if you finish b2 you yeah. you can say quite a few things <laughs> All right, thank you so much, but I do have uh one final question which is the most important one of them all, which yeah. is what is your favorite type of fika? Uh I love gladkaka. Oh yeah, mud cake. Mud cake, yeah. Mud cake. yeah. That is really tasty. Uh but inspired inspired by sweden customs i've started making a lot of desserts Ooh. by myself so what are some desserts that you've been making i i make carrot cake oh yeah carrot cake yeah, i make carrot cake i make uh, normal breads a lot and i make uh, honey cake mm-hmm. have you really uh, yeah. accepting yeah. embracing the swedish culture yes. of fika yes that's very nice <laughs> all right thank you so much for being on thank you thank you for and, having uh, me and good luck finding a job thank you <laughs> you've listened to fika with us with me rebecca and this episode's guest nerj Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a fika again soon. <laughs>